there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. Yeah! I have it on good authority. The doctor really is in. Dr. Rasha Bittar, Advanced Medicine Monday begins now. I am here, Robert. <laughs> Hooray! The cheering crowd. The crowd goes wild! <laughs> I heard that from the peanut gallery. All one person there, huh? <laughs> uh, well, Super Don was cheering, too. I'm doing the wave. I, 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 I'm getting up and down out of my chair doing the wave it. right I now. I can I feel it, Don. I can feel it. <laughs> The one-person wave. Hey, you know you're going to get to meet Super Don as well because we'll all be together at what? The Autism One Conference coming up in less than a couple of weeks now, I think, uh, just about in Chicago. Dr. Batar and I will be there doing our thing. He'll be doing his thing. There's going to be a special family panel helping the parents understand what's going on. We'll, we'll preview that this hour. Anything that we should know from the world of Dr. Batar before we launch into it? Well, Robert, you always put me on the spot, but like I told you right before we got on, this thing's yes. coming. We have to hold back right now. There, okay, there's very exciting things that are happening, and of course, at the appropriate time, we'll let everybody know. But if you're new to Advanced Medicine Monday, we kick off the week each week with Dr. Batar, his book, International Bestseller, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. Uh, the principles of healing, they're all there. It, you know, it's it, the words of bringing the power to heal back to you are already there, and we just get together and verbalize it each week. And it's a, and it's a message that I think it helps me as well, even though I'm always preaching it. I know you're always preaching it, and many of us are always preaching it, but sometimes that camaraderie coming together, there is a resonance, and it actually feeds upon itself. And I don't know why. I just I get fired up afterwards. I think Super Don did the best job. They say that music <laughs> uh, affects some paleolithic component within our reptilian mind. I'm not sure whether that's true or not, but you know how music kind of gets you going, and, and uh, I like hearing that. Of course, maybe it's just biased because, uh, <laughs> because it's, it's about you. Talk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we did that song. Was it Sir Mix-a-Lot or something else? Was that Super Don that, that was a favorite song of Dr. Batard's we played a few weeks back? Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was more than a few weeks ago, wasn't it? I, you know, Sir time Mix goes so fast. How come I don't remember? I, I should remember that. No, it wasn't Sir Mix a lot. It was some guy that uh, uh, Dr. Batard loved the song and the lyrics. It was so profound. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. Yeah, no, crazy it was, by Gnarls uh, 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 Barkley. Gnarls Barkley, yeah. that was it. Crazy, better, you know better, that... better known as CeeLo Green. Yes, CeeLo Green. Yeah, so uh, basically, Gnarls Barkley, CeeLo Green. He is absolutely no. that threw me too. But yeah, yeah, it's the same guy. Gnarls Barkley is the name of the group, but he's actually CeeLo Green. Yeah, I had no that? idea that was the same person singing it. No, oh, yeah. That is total news to me. I had no idea. Wow, well, it's kind of like Clark Kent, Superman, the revelations <laughs> from Super Don. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, Dr. Batar, of course, we're going to be talking uh, with families that are impacted by kids who were damaged by vaccines uh, or any environmental factors uh, into what's called the autism spectrum. You've, you've described it very well in your book, and we've talked about it extensively, about the heavy metal and mercury toxicity and the impact on the nervous system. Uh, but there's another, I believe, toxicological 
syndrome, they're calling it, uh, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, MERS. And now there's the second case evidently traveled through Atlanta. I'm not panicking, but I don't believe what the authorities are saying about this because they claim, oh, it's the coronavirus that's back. But when SARS happened in Canada years ago, we don't dispute the fact that people were having respiratory issues. But when they look back, the World Health Organization, Dr. Plummer guy up there kept, you know, down the numbers of the people that supposedly had SARS with the coronavirus. They said initially it was 90 percent. Weeks later, it happened to be zero percent. So I really don't believe the World Health Organization when they claim it's a new virus. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's new under the sun. And I think if you, you know, if you look at the proof, there's really nothing new under the sun. But there are things that are new in the sense that they've been mutated by labs or by, you know, some research facility. And and um, it's really all an environmental thing. Uh, the, the, the creation of a new virus or a new organism, a new bacteria, new it, it's not quite as easy as they make it out to be. For example, the H1N1, when um, a leading virologist, in fact, the same person who uh, developed Tamiflu, which I believe he's an Australian researcher, when he was analyzing the etiology of the H1N1, there were some diagrams that were on the Internet. We actually captured some of that video and incorporated within some of the videos that we uh, put out, but it very conspicuously disappeared after the airing of this video, and he showed how that particular strain had not only the Eurasian strains, but the American strains, which have never been seen in the same virus. So you look at the swine flu, you look at the bird flu, then you look at the human flu, and then they had strains from the swine flu that were Eurasian strains and the American strains, which have never, bo- the both components have never been seen in the same virus. And when shown with an electron microscopy uh, image, it was so amazing. It was literally like cut. It was a splicing. What do they call it? Like a grafting on a, on a, right. on a tree? It yes. was grafted. And his, his comment was, he looked at it and he said, he didn't say that this is man-made. He said, this cannot occur in nature. And if mm. it did occur in nature, you would not see these two strains with such a clean, perfectly, almost surgical precision cut, you know, the way that they were put together. Right. And there are things probably that are out there, Robert, that are, you know, from that definition new, but I, I just, uh, I think there's new toxins being introduced. We know yes. that the World Health Organization does not monitor the new chemicals that are being introduced at a rate of over 100,000 per year. And, of mm-hmm. course, most of them don't see the light of day, but many of those do find their way into the uh, global economy. Yeah, we, we talked with Jeffrey Smith last hour on the GMO issue, got some updates from him, and some of it was just horrific and shocking because, you know, when we want to avoid GMOs, of course, we know we've got to go more organic and local. But he was saying that this glyphosate or Roundup, it's not only these Roundup-ready crops, but they're now spraying it on all kinds of things as a ripening agent so that people may not realize that they're eating Roundup or glyphosate on products that are not necessarily genetically modified. And that's, again, you know, the, the use of these chemicals in various types of industries. For example, the use of thimerosal, removing it from the vaccine, but then adding it into the manufacturing process and now no longer having to... Label it as such. Right, comply with the FTC requirements of labeling it because it wasn't used in the... It wasn't an additive in the vaccine, but it was using the manufacturing process, which means that there's no obligation for the FDA to disclose that. Right, exactly. And in this case, you'll be interested to know among the many negative impacts, they were tracing a lot of impacts on glyphosate on the kidneys. 
And I said, you know, it's interesting. I've been dealing with so many blood pressure issues out there that the more people are not eating clean foods, it's like accelerating and, and exacerbating already existing conditions. Yeah, that's, that's actually very, very true. And then they're being put on drugs that are further causing problems in uh, basically because of a concomitant effect from the drugs that are affecting their, their renal function. So you throw off the angiotensin, renin pathways, and then you start getting all sorts of violations of the negative inhibitory feedback loops, and you cause all sorts of issues. Yeah, well, exactly. Now, you'll be happy to know uh, my mom's excited to, to see you. She's going to be coming up. She's planning on being at the event We're go- all with Ty and you and me and more at Dr. King's event in Asheville in July. Uh, oh, yeah. And she, we, we had a Mother's Day special. I actually interviewed mom yesterday. It was really cool because she listens to her son. So she's 80. She's on zero drugs, drugs. And she said proudly, I don't even have a doctor, she said, at 80. I thought that was really cool. And then she uh, said she, she'd been having some shallow breathing issues. We work with her. But she, uh, in and of her own accord, said, you know, I'm going to try this. And she met like a Korean master of yoga, a Don yoga, D-A-H-N type yoga. And she's doing an hour and 15 minutes every day. She says she's deep breathing for the first time in years. And she didn't reach for a drug or a steroid. She reached for yoga. Well, Robert, it's so funny you're bringing this up because, again, you know, we don't plan any of this. And uh, this morning before I got to the clinic, um, I did my every 48 hours I do my, my little sprinting technique. And I was thinking about that very thing, how many people can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And in Qigong, which is uh, uh, an energy work that they do in the Far East. In, it's, it's actually a type of martial arts, but it's all based upon the breath. The method that's used to exercise the lungs and increase breathing, and with the, it's basically a paradoxical type breathing. In other words, it's actually the right way to breathe, but very few people breathe the right way. In other words, when you take a deep breath in, mm-hmm. your thorax, actually is expanding your diaphragm is going down pulling in the air so your abdomen should actually go out when you take a breath in your abdomen should go out when you exhale when the breath goes out your thorax is closing down your diaphragm compresses and your stomach should go in as the breath goes out people breathe the opposite way once you start breathing the right way and it takes weeks sometimes months to get used to it and i started doing this over 15 years ago so i do breathe the correct way but when people start to learn to breathe the correct way there's a huge improvement, first of all. And then mm-hmm. if you can start to doing that exercise, you've heard me talk about the breath yes. exercise, right? In fact, um, there's on our Facebook page, there's uh, when we did our retreat in Mexico. We met I remember the- that, yes. Morning. I'm sorry? I-, I remember seeing that on the video, and, and you talked about it at the advanced medicine seminars as well and did little breathing exercises. It's just, it's just an extraordinary thing how few people know how to breathe. It's like so basic. And that breathing exercise can expand a person's lungs, and you basically breathe in a much shorter period of time than you breathe out. It's a restriction in breath going out that causes the problem. So your mom doing that shows her infinite wisdom because that is the right answer to learn to breathe right and to uh, manipulate your own breathing style to get maximum ventilation and not go to a drug that's going to just cover up a problem. And it's, uh, it's a testament to your mom. That's why she's 80 years old, because she's doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, to, you know, like I said, I, I didn't tell her to do that. I mean, she'll call me about, hey, am I taking enough uh, silica? Or, you know, something along the lines of basic things, keeping her away from drugs and doctors. But on this front, you know, she had this as a, a lingering issue, and she just said, you know, that sounds good. Let's try it. Now she's doing an hour and 15 a day. She hasn't done yoga, if ever, in years. 
and and like I said an inspiration for others. I mean, if you're 40, for goodness sake, you got no complaints. You should be doing what my mom's doing at 80. Exactly, because then you'll go. You're going to make it to 80, 90, and beyond hmm. if you started at the right time. Exactly, and of course that's why we kind of tie it into the Middle East respiratory syndrome. Because how many of these fearful, scary, you even mentioned influenzas, are all about breathing and breath and not being able to. The lungs filling up with fluid, these things, we know these processes in the disease or excretory compensation processes, but how many of us, if we were breathing correctly, would have also a stronger immune system to defend against whatever these microbes may be, in fact? And that's the point right there, Robert. These microbes are affecting everybody. So the key is, not the microbes, because if it was actually just the microbes, then everybody would have the problem. But everybody doesn't yep. have the problem. Why? Because their systems are not susceptible like some people's are. And why are their yep. systems susceptible? Well, that's the that's the reason the, the, the reason we were talking about the drugs. The exactly. Well, and that's why we do advanced medicine each week. We're going to take a quick break. Dr. Rasha Batar is live. You can call right now, 866-939-2355. More with Dr. Batar. You're listening to The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, rocking the health world with Dr. Rashi Batar as we do each and every Monday, the nine steps to keep the doctor away. It's linked up in the show notes. You can see the picture, the cover, the stuff that was. Uh, put in that book, Dr. Batar, prescient and, and, and viable. I often joke, you know, we require no expiration dating here because the things we, we bring out tend, they don't go bad. <laughs> so no preservatives required. The things in, in the nine steps that keep the doctor away, also the same thing. Principles don't go bad. No, they don't, uh, Robert. They're universal principles. In fact, today I had a patient from Australia, uh, a very prominent individual uh, who was sitting this is his third time here actually he brings his son for treatment who has autism and uh the last two times actually last three times they've been in four times now uh he started treatments himself and some of his other family members too and we were talking about some of the principles in the book and he mentioned he said oh, it's time to go back and read some of those uh, read some of those chapters again he, he brought that up and because he said that the principles were so universal and and i totally agree well, yeah, it's interesting. When you read a book that has those deep principles in there for any aspect of life, you find that when you read it at certain times of your life, you will pick up different information from that very same book. You'll read it like, wow, I never remember reading that, but it was appropriate for you now, maybe not then, and, and it's extraordinary. But the books that have that kind of principled, uh, let's say, uh, guidance, if you will, ha always have that impact at different times of your life. Robert, I've heard this phenomenon, and I've actually heard this also about our on-hold message that the Robert Scott Bell Show actually was a victim of when you guys thought that I was talking about <laughs> When you were, yes, the, one of the first times we got you back right. live on that. That was hilarious. Right. We've actually had people say that about the on-hold message as well as the book, that they picked up the book and just opened it up randomly, and that particular page that it opened up on was so pertinent at that very moment in their life. Or people that have called and they're put on hold, and they're saying that's the message. I, I cannot tell you. I bet you... Over a dozen people per week asked to be put back on hold because of the third component <laughs> of the message, was, which was important for them at that moment when they were put on hold. So I think that's, again, um, the Creator, you know, in His infinite yes. wisdom, allowing the, the information to be presented to the right person at the right time, because certainly we can't do that, and there's no way that, you know, any type of research demographics, you know, studies, marketing, whatever you want to call it, could mm -hmm. never, ever time the things as 
perfectly as uh, the universe yes. does. So. Hey, hey, Super Don, make a note of this. If Dr. Batar ever sucks on the air, just put him on hold and let's listen to his on hold message. That'd probably oh. be more powerful anyway. <laughs> Uh, oh, that was that had to have been one of the funnier moments on the show. We were, we were actually interacting with you on hold. It was awesome. <laughs> Robert's like, yeah. Now, why are we talking about hard stuff? I thought we were going to talk about, but that's okay. Yeah, okay. I said it sounds familiar to me. I'm not sure why. Well, it's Doctor Batar. It's okay. So, hey, Robert, actually, I think that particular recording, the introdu- mm-hmm. that's on one of the DVDs, and that introduction to that recording you did about 10 years ago <laughs> yeah exactly I, again and the stuff is just as good as the day it was recorded that's the beauty again of what we get to do here and also the things we'll, we'll reintroduce of course at uh, autism one coming up the 21st through the 25th of may in chicago at the intercontinental hotel right near o'hare uh, plan on coming down if you haven't already go ahead make your plans and, and come see us there it's going to be great now back to the breathing real quick we do have some stories on on adhd drugs and also uh em field stuff but again the breath if you will the life the prana the life force the vitality the vital force whatever you call it i mean without that of course life in the body doesn't exist and so when we look at all the people reaching for drugs for breathing improperly or not breathing at all, we, we're in a heap of trouble as a species in the West. You know, one of the cheapest things, in fact, you can't get any cheaper than this, is for a person to start exercising because that forces you to take a deep breath. That's one of the most important things about exercise. And, for, and of course, there's also increase in perfusion uh, of the, the heart has to pump harder so then the blood gets perfused and circulates and you eliminate more waste that you know, gets you to sweat and all these things are important but just the breathing aspect alone if we just talk about exercise there is so much there is so much there is no drug there's no 10 drugs there's no 100 drugs put together that will give you a fraction of the improvement there's no 100 herbs vitamins minerals whatever that will give you the same benefit as the Creator gave every one of us within our own systems, and that is to exercise. You just got to use that machinery. I'm telling you right now, mm. if you haven't, if you can't run, that's fine. Get up and walk. If you can't walk, get up. Just stand up and sit down. Stand up and sit down. It will, mm-hmm. You will get to a point that you will be able to start walking. And then from walking, you can start go, doing a run, or you can start doing an elliptical or steps or whatever. The point is you got to move. The system, the physiological system that the creator design was designed to move to move and if you right. don't move we're going to allow that machine to, to start to stagnate all right i want you to also move that mouse and click on the truth about cancer.com you'll get to see the sneak preview of the upcoming episodes ty bollinger interviewed dr batar and me and we're all there and we want you to see it too we'll be back we'll talk about em field disruption impacting not only the animals but you and me as well as adhd drugs Is that really the cure for smoking or the prevention? This is weird. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. You're amazing. You are something else. Robert Scott Bell. Bell. He has both style and substance. Robert Scott Bell. 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 How much power do talk radio hosts really have? This is transformational, and it's awesome. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. In addition to the archives hosted at our syndicator GCN. 
And, of course, naturalnewsradio.com. You can make easy access to the Medical Rewind. We call that as well Advanced Medicine Mondays, Medical Rewind with Dr. Bittar at medicalrewind.com. So you have lots of options and, you know, literally hundreds of hours now that we've done this. And it's extraordinary, the body of work, you know, whether you you get Dr. Bittar's book and read it over and over again, which I encourage you to do, or you listen or do both. Uh, It's the kind of gift of, of healing that keeps on giving. And Dr. Bittar, again, looking forward to being together with you in like about 10 days from now. Yep, it's going to be yeah less, less than two weeks. Yeah, so it'll be awesome. So we've, we've all got to deal now with the, uh, the growing cacophony of uh, electromagnetic field, EM field disruption. Because in the era of cell phone technology, of course, I'm in radio and I have to do this a lot. We're exposed as well. Anybody around a computer, there's EM field generation. There's concerns for the so-called uh, smart smart meters that they're installing outside of homes that have large em field footprints and a whole lot of reasons to be concerned and there's a study that your wife deb sent to me dr Batar, about the electronics maybe messing up birds migratory patterns but that should alert all of us because if it impacts the birds would it not also impact us well we actually have addressed this for a long time robert and you've probably you can probably recall from the advanced medicine seminars we talked about this, and I actually talked about this in the book. And before the book, which came out in 2010, it was on facts on toxicity. It's actually the fourth toxicity, the energetics. And we have talked about this over and over again, and this information is not new information. I'm, I'm surprised they're talking about electronics maybe messing up birds and migratory patterns. That's the most absurd thing, maybe messing up. It absolutely is messing up. And the statistics are that from uh, 1995, 2000, in that time frame, prior to 2003, and the reason I said prior to 2003 is because the amount of ambient cell phone radiation increased by 500,000% in the average urban environment from 1983 to 2003. In that 20-year period, the first 1 billion cell phones were introduced in the market. And the, the data showed that prior, let's just take um, homing pigeons, the sport of homing pigeons, they would send out 100 pigeons, and 85% or 85 out of 100 pigeons would make it back uh, for the race. 15%, 1-5% would die from birds of prey, from natural uh, elements, you know, maybe get caught in a, a windmill, or maybe hit a plane, whatever the case was, you know, bird of prey, whatever it was, 15% would not make it back. Now... When you send out 100 pigeons, 85% don't make it back. And that data is about four or five years old. Only 15 out of 100 birds will make it back. Now, they're saying that what's the change, and there have been uh, accusations to global warning and all sorts of other strange things, but in mm-hmm. actuality, it's this, the radiation. It's the ambient cell phone radiation. It's the electromagnetic radiation. It's all the electronics that are disrupting the Earth's magnetic grid which throws off the ability of these birds to find direction because birds have a substance called magnetite in their beaks that helps them to find direction. Uh, bees, for example, have it in their gastrointestinal system. It acts as a, as, a, as a compass. Humans have it in the brain. Almost all animal species have some level of magnetite, and it allows us to be sensitive to the Earth's magnetic grid. Well, bees, for example, you, you've heard that four out of five continents now, the bee population is disappearing, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, the bee colony collapse disorder we've covered over the years here. There's even a documentary films about it, but, uh, you know, they, they talk about, about the pesticides, but also the M fields. Yeah, it's all to do with magnetite. It's because 
The bees have magnetite in the gastrointestinal tract, and it acts as a magnet to allow them to find direction back to their hives. But because of the ambient cell phone radiation, because of the electromagnetic disruptions, they are not able to orient to the Earth's magnetic grid because it's so, the, the, the signals are so disruptive, and so they can't find their way back to their hives, and they basically die before they can get back to the hive. And that's why there's a bee population decline in four out of the five continents. And the continent that is not in a decline is the only continent that has actually the least amount of electromagnetic uh, radiation and ambient cell phone radiation exposure. It's extraordinary, but it's so simple, too. But it's been so enmeshed in our lives. And, of course, it's invisible to the, the human eye. But the disruption is real. You know, we've talked about using homeopathic medicine. We'll be together doing some more of that in uh, July 18th through 20th at the Healing Revolution Summit in Asheville, North Carolina. But we, you know, as I said, just these are basic things. But if you're not turning off your wireless router at night, you, you know, what are you doing? I mean, these are simple steps. It's just like, oh, well, it's too much trouble. No, it's too much trouble not to have cancer, right? Come on, man. Uh, I'm just hearing people that won't do certain things that are simply within their grasp, and I believe we are asked to do that which we genuinely have control over. You know, that's such an important aspect of health, too. And today, um, off the air, when we were just talking about uh, what's coming down the pipeline, one of the people uh, that, that was here in my office talking to me about that subject, I'm not going to go into it on the air what it was, but basically she brought up a point about the very first aspect that I should have put in the book, which is actually the next version of the nine steps. It's probably going to end up being the 11 steps, but it's interesting that the point that she brought up should be the first step, which mm-hmm. is preparation of the mind, which is actually the thought process that's necessary, the opening up of an individual so that they can now make those changes that are necessary. And that goes right along with what you're talking about. People sometimes aren't willing to do what's the, you know, the basic things that are necessary to make the change and to help them to overcome that by opening up their mind. It would be analogous to plowing the field before you try to sow the seed. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a reverse situation. You know, we've talked about Bruce Lipton. I've interviewed him many times. He talks about, you know, changing your belief, you change your world, you change your genes. Because if you change your belief about the world, it, it necessarily impacts on your behavior, on what you do. So that mind change is definitely essential, if you will, to do any of this healing work that we like to do and promote. And it, it helps to plow that field to sow the seed. It's not to say that you have to plow the field, but certainly if you can plow the field, change your belief, it will, it, it's a lot easier for it to take and, and stay as opposed to um, trying to convince somebody who doesn't have the belief. It's very important for all of us as human beings to understand that if we don't believe something, we will not be able to ever enjoy the benefits of that, uh, the, the outcome of that belief system. Because if you don't believe it, then the, you can't ever uh, allow the experience to show you the, the evidence that, that you can benefit from. You have to first believe. Belief is the first step in anything and everything. Do you think that the first time there was flight, that the people thought, well, I might be able to do it, or did they believe without a shadow of doubt that they could do it? Every accomplishment on the planet, as it's ever been done and ever will be done, came from a person, from an individual that believed that it was possible. And when we, when we start a process and we don't believe it, and we are inherently in com- um, comprised of doubt and disbelief, we will, by definition, never achieve the outcome. You know, whenever Abi used to ask me, Dad, do you think I could be 
uh, a state champion, and then we went to, do you think I could be a Triple Crown state champion, too? Do you think I could uh, be a national champion, too? Do you think I could be top ten in the world, too? Do you think I could have a world title? Every time he asked me these questions, my, my, question, my answer was with a question. I answered him with a question, and the question was, I don't know, what do you think? Because what I believe is irrelevant, and I've told him that all along. It doesn't matter what I believe. It only matters what you believe. And he goes, but what do you believe? I said, I know already. It sounds like what I need to believe. I already know that you can, but mm -hmm. whether I know it and whether you believe it are two different things. So it only matters what you believe. And now, of course, you know, he, he just finished the world. He finished second in um, ATA Taekwondo out of 17 countries. He's finished second in the world in sparring and finished fifth in forms. And which means that he's qualified to compete for the top 10 in the world, which means that he will be going for a world title in July. Oh, awesome. So will that be before or after we get together in Asheville, uh, July 18th through the 20th? That will be before. That's actually July 8th through the 14th, I believe it is, the World Championship. So we'll be coming, just a couple of days after that, we'll be coming there. Excellent. So we'll, we'll be able to get an update in person there to see how he did. And hopefully you can bring him with you. I'd love for everybody to meet your family, your kids. I mean, they're amazing. Oh, I am. I am, Robert. Mm -hmm. The whole okay. family's coming. Great, because Ty, Ty Bollinger's good. Say what you will about Ty, but his family is lovely. <laughs> and we're all, we're all, we're all going to get together there at Asheville. And the... What do you mean his family is lovely? The only reason I even tolerate Ty is because of his family. <laughs> I, I kind of felt you were going to go there. But you had him in your office. Somehow the office is still running. Everything went well. And as I said, you can now sneak preview a little bit about what Dr. Batar talked to, uh, to Ty about on The Truth About Cancer uh, series that's coming out, and we just sent the link out, and it's just the truth about cancer.com. It's another profound visual viewpoint about how to address this that we've been told is fearful, it's frightening, and you're all going to die unless you come to us for chemo, radiation, or surgery. And it's, you know, and when in fact the opposite is, is largely true. It's very exciting that he's getting that out. Yeah, I'm actually very proud of Ty for putting that effort together, and um, I haven't even seen it. He, he actually sent me an email and asked me if I was going to help to get the message out, and then as if I needed some type of uh, uh, incentive, he goes, oh, by the way, you know, the, the dot, what is it, the trailer or whatever? He goes, you're in the trailer. So I was like, so is that supposed to be my incentive for sending this out to all the people that follow? He said, of course I'm going to send it out for you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're in the trailer. How come you didn't let me come out of the trailer and actually do the film, Ty? No, no, not that trailer. The trailer. You can see the preview at the Truth About Cancer uh, dot com. Very, very good stuff. And, and, uh, really great. Uh, Mike Adams is going to be doing it. He's been doing so much work at the Natural News Forensic Foods Lab. He's finding all of these heavy metals contaminated in dietary supplements, particularly coming from Asia and China and things. And, uh, he's evidently going to be on the, uh, we're not big fans of Dr. Oz, but occasionally Oz will do some good work and they're going to expose this heavy metal thing, uh, tomorrow on the air too. And, uh, Dr. Oz? Yeah, the Dr. Oz show. He's, he, I think he's figuring out that the things we're doing he wants to do rather than kind of halfway going and then sometimes promoting big pharma and, and vaccines. And so he's actually going ahead and having Mike on to talk about this heavy metal scam coming from the dietary supplement industry. And it's really going to expose Whole Foods because they're knowingly carrying some of these products. Wait a second. Let me get this straight. Mike Adams is going to be on the Dr. Oz show? 
I know it's a shocker. Even he was shocked. Mike Mike knew about it, but he wouldn't reveal it until he knew for sure. And they just released the preview trailer for tomorrow's episode. Very interesting. Well, we'll be right back. We've got Dr. Rashid Bittar for one more segment here to wrap up today's Advanced Medicine Monday. Of course, MedicalRewind.com for all the archives, easy access to them going back from the beginning. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you all together with Dr. Bittar at Autism One next week in Chicago. Stick around. Lots more healing to go. We might get into the ADHD drugs uh, in a weird way that they're trying to tell you to use them. The revolution will be broadcast. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Remember, upcoming events uh, next week, the 21st or 25th, Chicago for Autism One. Dr. Batar will be there with us. And uh, then again, July 18th through 20th, and that is in Asheville, North Carolina. Thanks for a good friend, Dr. Frank King. It's the Healing Revolution Summit. Also, I'll be appearing in Eustis, Florida this Friday night, uh, the uh, Windhorse Theater, and we'll do some Robert Scott Bell Show stuff on uh, on stage. It'll be fun. Uh, in the meantime, Dr. Batar, ADHD. Now, I uh, we've talked about this over the years, of course. I don't even remember this being uh, uh, an official name. They wouldn't, didn't have an official name when I was in grade school, when you were in grade school and high school even. There was no ADHD. And then it was ADD and then ADHD. And, of course, all these drugs are trying to find different ways to prescribe it. Now they want to use it off-label because they say maybe kids will be less inclined to smoke later in life. I mean, this is getting bizarre. It's the same thing as trying to give the Gardasil vaccine to everybody to prevent HB, you know, HPV, and it's just absurdity upon absurdity. They're just trying to uh, reduce the threshold upon which an individual makes a decision to start uh, using a drug, or, or a doctor will prescribe the drug. So when I graduated from medical school, you needed to have a cholesterol above 275 before statin drug would be advised or recommended. Then it dropped down to 250, then it dropped down to 240, then it dropped down to 225, you know, then dropped down to like 210, then 200. It's right now, I think over 150 cholesterol level, they're going to recommend that you start on a statin drug. Why? Because more and more people are getting off these drugs. They still need to make their billions upon billions of dollars so they keep on reducing the threshold that's necessary for a provider or that's needed for a provider to make the recommendation. And that's what they're doing here. They're just trying to come up with another justification to prescribe another drug because enough people are saying, enough, I don't want to use these drugs. So now they're saying, hey, it might prevent your child from starting to right. smoke. And it's, you know. It's What's the iron, irony here? Super Don, who funded this thing? Do you see who funded this thing? Yeah, I, I find it ironic. The study itself was funded by the U.S. National Institute on Drug Abuse. <laughs> so they, they, they switch one drug? to promote the use of the drug for not, not smoking. Stopping taking drugs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, oh. it's interesting. And, you know, my, um, my index of suspicion goes right out of the roof when mm-hmm. I see on the upper left-hand corner where this website is, healthfinder.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So there you have it. <laughs> That's the credibility that we needed, right? If the government ever endorses what we do here on Advanced Medicine Monday, we're just going to pack it in because <laughs> it's it's all over. You don't want to listen. But the fact of the matter is when we you know, do say... Oh, no, wait say, a second, Robert. What? That's incorrect. What? When the government endorses us yes. and endorses what we talk about on the show, that means that we have succeeded 
and we can go on to other greener pastures and don't have to talk about the subject anymore. Okay, yeah, we can retire. Yeah, my, my, my friend in, in talk radio host, uh, Jerry Doyle, he jokes with me now because each week new stories come out that confirm exactly what we've been saying for years, that they said we were wrong. And no, in fact, we were right. And you mentioned the cholesterol issue. Last week I covered a story that completely dismantled it. They went back to the origin of the cholesterol myth and said it was rooted in not any re- legitimate science. So the whole basis for those statin drugs is just gone. Yet, as you can see, they're still promoting them. Yep. It's just, a, it's just one myth upon another myth upon another falsehood, and they're just perpetuating a lie upon a lie and hoping that they'll still have victims that are following, you know, as you, as you like to put it affectionately, sheeples, there'll be more sheeples that will follow them, but actually you are, you are the anti-sheeple factor here, <laughs> and that's hopefully what we're doing is creating more anti-sheeples. Anti-sheeple, so if you get bitten by a sheeple, I'm the remedy, is that what you're saying? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jerry Doyle uh, contacted me earlier, I'm going to be on his show this evening, because, you know, I just told him some basic dietary things, detox, hydration, I, we're going to find out what he did. But he was on two high blood pressure medic- medicines. He told me his blood pressure this morning. He may reveal it on the air. I'll leave it to him to do that. But it's down so low, he's going to have to come off all of his uh, blood pressure medicine. And it's all from listening to people that are not approved by government. Well, we have done a study, internal studies, before the book came out. This is what actually made me realize I had to do the book, mm-hmm. uh, where we looked at blood sugar levels. We looked at high blood pressure. We looked at uh, cholesterol levels. We looked at a number of different joint pain. And we had over a 75% reduction in symptomology with just instituting the first eight of the nine steps over a six-month period. A 75% resolution of problems that people are experiencing. No supplements, no drugs, nothing except for the nine steps, the first eight of the nine steps. <laughs> the first eight of the nine steps. So you do eight-ninths of the, of, of the nine steps to keep the doctor away. You're already doing 75% better. Actually, probably 100% better in those 75%. Anyway, Dr. Pitar, we've uh, run out of time, but another great Advanced Medicine Monday. You can do some Medical Rewind at medicalrewind.com to listen in. We've actually posted to YouTube, uh, RSB interviews his mom for Mother's Day. It's a great story. Dr. Pitar, thank you for being with me and reminding each and every one of you out there that the power to heal is also yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show.